0: Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen, this is Rob with episode number 254 of Shut Up and Grind with me. And so this is a show we're all about overcoming obstacles, we're about defying the odds. I bring guests from all over the world, from six different continents, to help you clear whatever is in your path, blocking you from what you really want to accomplish in this life. So again, it's about overcoming obstacles, defying the odds. And we share these stories not just so we can hear ourselves talk. We hear we, we share these stories to let you know no matter what it is you're going through, you can get through it. And so today, I named this one. There is nothing wrong with you, you know, because being a self-made life coach, a speaker, and being in the fitness business, I hear this one a lot. People think that there's something wrong with them, or that they're broken, or that they need fixing and that's the furthest thing from the truth. So when I came across my guest and I saw I read up on her her bio I was like this is this is perfect because what she has gone through it, it's going to be very very relatable to people listening if you feel like you're stuck in that box where you think that there's something wrong with you. So let me introduce Brenda Carey to the show. How you doing? I'm
1: great, Robert. How are you?
0: I am always good. Always good. So, where are you joining me from?
1: Um, I'm joining you from Helena, Montana. Montana. Yeah. I was
0: supposed to go to Montana in 2020, but we know how that turned out.
1: Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> come on back. It's snowy, so.
0: Yeah, it's snowy. It, it'll be snowy here in Rhode Island, too, shortly. so <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather go go there in the summer. Always good. Oh, yeah. I gotta silence the live stream. My bad. <laughs> All right, there we go. All right, so are you originally from Montana?
1: Actually, no, I'm originally from the Midwest, okay. but have lived in Utah, Idaho, Colorado, kind of been around the Mountain West. I love the mountains. That That mountains. is my home.
0: Yes, I hit the mountains up, up here. I mean, there's none in Rhode Island, but uh, New Hampshire, Vermont. I yes. love going up there and hiking. It's like probably my favorite hobby is to hike when Me I'm too. not, you know, help, helping people get out of their own way.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I love that. to hike in the mountains. It's one of my best ways to connect to my own inner self and to nature. And remember that my problems are small in hindsight to the bigger picture.
0: Yeah. See, I'm glad you said that because it's a positive outlet. No, you know, it's like we, we just as humans, we consume ourselves with negative outlets, whether it's gossip, whether it's watching the news, you know, talking about other people and all that stuff does, it just mask the problem. It's like putting a bandaid on a laceration, <laughs> you know, but, right. but when, when you actually get into that positive space, you can resolve whatever's going on within yourself.
1: So true. I mean, I think we can get really distracted with other people's truths Whether that's like you mentioned, you know, watching the news and not saying that there's anything wrong with the news. I'm not saying stick, stick our heads in the sand and be uninformed, but we can choose what we absorb and take in like, I mean, positive things like this podcast and, you know, just empowering information as opposed to, you know, looking outside of ourselves all the time for, for
0: answers. Yes, Sam, again, I'm glad you said that because I, I tell people constantly, whatever it is you're trying to do, it starts within. Yes. Like, like people will come into the gym and they forget their headphones, so they leave. you know it's, it's like you can't work out because you forgot your headphones it's like what is your goal like you know it's like i actually did that just yesterday i forgot my headphones so i went to the gym and i crushed it without headphones you know it's like like you gotta be dialed in to what it is that you want and once you are external forces can't get in your way
1: yeah, I actually did a similar thing recently. And it provided me the opportunity. Here's the mindset shift. It provided me the opportunity instead of being distracted with I, which I love music. And I love listening to music while I'm working out. But when I didn't have the music, and that distraction was taken away, I really paid attention to my breath. Mm-hmm. And I realized I'm like, you know what, I could actually be breathing more deeply um, d- while I'm working out. So I think we can always take something instead of getting frustrated. Like, oh, I forgot my headsets again. I'm like, well, what can I learn from this? I'm mm-hmm. like, well, I'll pay attention to how I'm breathing. And a really important lesson came up for me out of out of a quote unquote mistake.
0: <laughs> <laughs> one one line I say a lot is focus on the mission. It's like focus mm-hmm. on the mission. Like if you're focused on the mission, you shouldn't even hear the music, you know. And like I know that we're all wired differently. Like I, I'm I'm a very I'm a very intrinsically driven person. So like, I don't, I don't need external stuff, but I know some people do better with that, but, you know, and I I agree with what you said about the whole mindset shift thing too. And I always say clarity, you know, because people hear mindset a thousand times a day. I say you need need clarity. Like once you have clarity, everything, you know, it's cliche, everything becomes clear. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right, so let's get to know you a li- little bit better. So how would you describe yourself?
1: Mm, well, I would definitely describe myself as forever a student. Like, I love to learn. I love learning the wisdom from other people, especially yes. other cultures, other practices. And that's really what, what became the driving force of my healing journey from uh, scoliosis, spinal fusion, and an autoimmune condition, um, because I wasn't... I wasn't following the common pattern of how I was supposed to heal. According to Western medicine, the doctors did the very best they could. I'm I'm not blaming or pointing fingers, but it allowed me this rather huge exploration into like what other modalities are there out there and what is the perspective that I'm seeing my life from. And so if I had to say, I'm forever a student, I'm intuitive and insightful, I like to think creatively. And I think that's one of the, uh, just one of the things that brings me such joy working with other people, like, hey, let's, let's think out of the box. Let's see, okay, you've tried these certain things with your health, with your physical, mental, emotional awareness, let's explore and see what other path we can come up with that works for you. Because we're all so uniquely wired up, like you'd mentioned before, that it's not going to be a one size fits all. So um, I would say in a nutshell, that's that's me, this expansive forever student uh, growing in wisdom, hopefully till however however many days I get on this planet.
0: Love it. See, and going back to what we were saying before we went live about having a podcast and getting to learn from our our guests yes. <laughs> you know was, like like i said i'm on i'm on my third notebook you know like every every guest that comes on like you'll see me looking down because so i'm writing notes and i was like ooh, i never thought of that oh that was a great quote you know right. or ooh, I, I could do a whole show on that topic you know you know it's just awesome like when we actually take the time to listen to people yes. and see what see what what you can take from them because like there, there are people i'll talk to and I'm sure you've heard this term. They listen to respond. You know, it's mm-hmm. like they don't they don't listen to understand. It's like if, yeah. if you stop for a second, you know, let me, because like I always tell people when you're in the fire, you can't see the fire. Right. You know, you can't see it. So let someone from an outside lens tell you what they see because they can see the hell that you're in. You know, they might be able to help guide you through that, uh, that hell, but with so quick, to push back because either we don't want to appear weak or we don't want to appear vulnerable. And that just compounds the problems.
1: Right. Yeah. I, I, one of my teachers said um, that you can't, when we're in a, when you're in the jar, quote unquote, like when you're in the jar, you can't read the label yes. from the outside. You have to have someone, you know, on the outside looking and and help guide you through and and read the label so you can have an idea of, hey, what, what's going on when we get kind of stuck in that tunnel vision, yes. um, which I've been there. And, you know, like you, your podcast is all about, you know, moving through obstacles and when the obstacles come, not if, when the obstacles come, we need we do need help and support um, that's going to help guide us through the, the valleys because there'll be hills and valleys for sure
0: absolutely. And one word that I despise is the word independent. Because Mm -hmm. once we realize nobody is independent, unless you're hunting your own food, (laughs) unless you built your own house, and you're searching for your own sources of water, there is not one independent person on this earth. And once people understand that, it's okay to have help. That's why we're all here. And that's why we all have different skill sets. So we can help one another, you know, it's right. like we all, if we all did and thought the same things, place would be boring as hell.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you <know? So> true. <laughs> yeah. I, I tell the, uh, the clients and students I work with, like, as, as an energy healer, my perspective is we are designed, like our whole physiology, our, everything is designed, our spirit, uh, that universal self, whatever you want to call it, is designed to be in community. Like we're not meant to be an island all out on our own. And unfortunately, that's when we see a lot of, you know, depression and anxiety when we start thinking, oh, I got to pull myself up by my own bootstraps and figure it out by myself. And I mean, I had that mentality quite a long time ago. Um, It's kind of how I was brought up, not blaming my parents or my family, but it was just this mentality of, you know, figure it out, pull yourself up by your own bootstraps and just do it. And it was a very lonely road. And I, you know, in hindsight, I wish I would have asked for help, Uh, but that was looked on as a weakness. You know, if I, if I had to ask for help, that means I couldn't figure it out that I was the weaker one. And so far from the truth, but again, growing up with that, that story and just absorbing it from my family, that's how I, that was the only way that I knew how to survive at that point.
0: Yes. Yeah. And a, a lot of people get stuck with that, but whenever people say that, like, I don't want to appear weak. I'm like, by whose standards? Right. You know, whose standards are you living your life by? Cause I live by mine. <laughs> you know, it's like, I speak my, my truth. I tell people if, like when people ask me questions, I tell them brace for the answer because like, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> trying to, I'm not trying to be mean, but people need to be told the truth. <laughs> you know, if you're dancing around the truth, is actually gonna gonna take them longer to get through whatever it is they're trying to get through. Like case in point, a woman at the gym the other day, she 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 has she's had this lingering knee issue, and now mm-hmm. I've had three knee surgeries, right? And and I'm still a competitive athlete even after the three knee surgeries. And so she's talking to me after class, and she says, "You know, what can I do to get this better?" And now my initial thought was to say, stop being a little baby. But every now and then, my empathetic side kick, kicks in every now and then. And so I told her, because um, she kept saying, I feel, I feel, I feel. I said, that's your first problem. You're going to stop feeling. And you have to see what it can do. I said, you have to get up on the box and jump down. And you have to evaluate what you feel. And then once you know what the, what the stressors are, you avoid the stressors and we do everything else. You know, but I said, you're in your head, you're crafting a scenario that hasn't happened. You know, because it's like I'm afraid if I do that, it's going to give out. Has it? No. So why are you, you're fearing something that's not real and you're creating this in your mind and right. people, people do this in everyday life. It's like, oh, I don't want to walk alone. What if I get kidnapped? What's the probability you're going to get kidnapped? I mean, does it happen? Yes. But when you're talking probabilities, it's a very, very low chance. Right. And we just keep ourselves in this in this uh, hamster wheel that we just can't get out of.
1: I call it being stuck in the story. And stories sometimes can be true, or sometimes they can be false. So it's interesting when I found myself stuck in a story. So talking about knee surgery, kudos to you, three knee surgeries, that's quite the recovery. Um, I had a spinal fusion surgery when I was 19 from scoliosis. So quick, quick little like what that is, it's when the spine starts to curve, and it creates either a C or an S shape. So some doctors say it's genetic, there's, there, there really is no like definite how it happens. So very long story short, my spine is fused through most of my middle back. And during my whole adolescence, um, I took in, and I'm not saying that doctors actually said this, the doctors were saying, there's something wrong with your back, your back needs to be fixed. And so in my teenage brain, I absorbed that as I need to be fixed because there's something wrong with me. And I repeated that story over and over, year after year after year. So then even in my 20s, I've had, you know, the metal rods in there for a few years. I lived from that perspective. And I mean, just think of how that shadows every decision that I made, whether it was, you know, going to college or, you know, my first job. And it wasn't until I started practicing yoga, actually, and getting into a consistent meditation practice that I started really noticing the stories. And I noticed the feelings, like feelings would bubble up. And I am highly empathic. So these feelings would bubble up. And sometimes those feelings weren't even mine. And I couldn't delineate oftentimes between someone else's feelings that I would absorb because I was just so empathic, I would take it on, or my own feelings. So part of my journey on my yoga mat was like, huh, I'm noticing these feelings come up. But when I get in my body and move to the best of my ability, I had to relearn a whole new body, a body that had very limited rotation and spinal flexion. But I'm still able to do yoga. And I am a yoga teacher. That's why I don't give anyone, you know, excuses like, oh, I'm not flexible. I'm like, well, (laughs) neither am I. And I still do yoga to the best of my ability, it looks very different than someone who is more able bodied in their spine, and that's okay. But what it provided me is instead of being stuck in my head with this whirlwind of, I feel this, I feel that, oh, now it changed, now I'm over here. I got into my body, breathed really deep because I wasn't breathing deeply. And I do think most people, especially if they're sitting a lot and they're collapsing their lungs and their shoulders are slumped forward, they're not nearly breathing and calming the nervous system down in order for the mind to calm down. To be able to ask myself, I'm like, is that really true? Is that really true, though, that whirlwind of feelings or is it going to pass, you know, and it just flows through like, you know, like the wind. And so for many of us, we, we need to just, first of all, pay attention to the thoughts and the stories without being so attached like, oh, this is who I am. Um, and I, I tell many of my clients, be so mindful of what you say after I am. Because, yes. or my, because for the longest time I was saying, oh, my back pain, my back pain that doesn't allow me to do so on, so on, so on. And the pronouns my or I am is ownership. And so if we want to own something, you know, great. I mean, we can own it, but ultimately I didn't want to own my back pain. It wasn't who I really was. It's something I have, yeah. but I can choose different lifestyle practices to help with the pain or with the anxiety that comes up when I overthink about the pain. And so then I can decide, is that story really true? And I think for maybe many of your listeners, that can just be a little pause in their day. Like when the mind starts going and the stories come up, it's like, is that true? And can I be curious if if there's something else?
0: Love it. I actually did I did a video on fake problems and I can't I can't take credit for it cuz I saw someone else someone else's video about it so I just took what they did and just expanded up, expanded on what they shared but it flows into just what you were saying about the stories like, like when you we can step away from the noise kind of like what we were saying earlier about going out for for a hike or just being in mm-hmm. tune with 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 nature just something where you can just come into your own like I've I've taken I've taken yoga but I'm I'm not I'm not big into yoga but all right but like but when I hike I get in I get in that mindset
1: yeah you know it's a slow state
0: yes yes and then like all of my best ideas show topics and stuff all that stuff comes up when up when I'm hiking because you like I said earlier you step out of the fire for a second and then you you start really hearing the things that you're saying to yourself. Like I see it in the gym constantly. I had a woman, she's only been with me for nine weeks now doing personal training and she's down four pant sizes and I can't get her to celebrate <laughs> everything. She's like, Oh, well, I still need to do this. And it's, I still got a long way to go. I'm like, You just dropped four pant sizes and and less than ninety days. (laughs) It's like that is something to celebrate. Right. And then the the more you celebrate the little wins, you're gonna be six months down the road and you're gonna have a huge win.
1: Right. Because like attracts like. I mean, I know I know law of attraction kind of it's kind of cliche right now. But we if we think in just in terms of energy, like attracts like. So if we bring in the energy of gratitude or celebrating, or just, you know, being grateful for a body that is functioning well, and a mind that is calm, if we continue to shift our focus to that, as opposed to, oh, I'm not there yet, whatever that yet is, um, then the experiences or the people that we need come in, and we can continue that same energy. Um, And celebrating is, is huge. And I don't think we Um, We do enough of being, of being in that place of just joy and contentment. Yes. Um, I was going to circle back. So I think, circling back to when you mentioned, oh, I don't, I don't really do yoga. I'm going to clarify kind of a misnomer about yoga. I know uh, here in America, we think of yoga as like stretching. Um, Mm -hmm. And I, and I agree the physical aspect. That's one little piece of yoga. The actual translation is yoking or union of body, mind, and spirit. So really anything can be yoga. Like hiking in nature is yoga. People who love to garden or when you are fully present in something you love to do and you're breathing and you're in your body and your mind is in a flow state, that's yoga. Now, whether you do that in the gym or outside or whatever on a yoga mat, um, just know that uh there's there's different uh views of what yoga can be <laughs>
0: okay I like it yeah, yeah just from like the physical standpoint like i'm a i'm I'm a savage when I train like that that's just <laughs> that's just what I like <laughs> like like w- when I hike the steeper the better the the further <laughs> the better you know like that that's just what I, what I like but um i want I wanted to to go back to what you were saying about the story. Time. I just want to share something quick. So I've had seven total surgeries, right? Wow. Seven. And my second one was my shoulder. And <clears throat> so now with my first one, I had a knee injury. And you know, the doctor told me I would never want to jump again. You know, so like I've told that one a 100 times on on this show. So I want to I want to shift to the shoulder one this time. Sure. Because so I, obviously I fully healed and I was, I'm able to run and jump and jump again. That, that was great. But initially I let those doctors words swirl in my head. Mm. Right. And so once I finally broke through and finished, so now when I had this one, I told my bicep tendon, you know, which just connects in your shoulder. And so with that one, I fully took control of my healing, like fully took control mentally. You know, obviously I still went to my doctor's appointments. I still went to physical therapy, but I I put matters into my own hands. And I healed from this so fast. Like I had it done. This was in 2015, the day before Thanksgiving. And I don't know if you're familiar with Spartan races, but I did the Spartan Beast the end of April, which is a 13 and a half mile mountain race. I signed up for the race before I even had the surgery. (laughs) I said, I will be back by April. And even my physical therapist was like, that's a little aggressive. She's like, well, you know, the average said, stop right there. I'm not average. (laughs) I'm like, I am not average. So don't put me in that category. Whatever that 5% is, that's where I am. And, And so right when I got back, when they released me from physical therapy, they were like, that's incredible. They're like, that's incredible. And I said, yeah, because I found my own thresholds. Now I'm not telling people don't listen to your doctors. I'm just sharing what I did. Sure. But like, you know, because initially they told me, don't move it at all for six weeks. And then like as a fit as a fitness trainer, I'm like, no, that's how that's how atrophy sets sets in. So mm-hmm. I found where my range of motion was and I worked within it. You know, yeah. so when I went for my first follow-up appointment, I had full range. Right away, she's like, Oh my god, she's like, We don't ever see this. I said, Because I told you, I'm in control of my healing.
1: Yeah, I appreciate hearing your your confidence and your (laughs) fieriness. Uh, and yeah, I, I,
0: some people call it stupidity.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, no, I, I like fiery, fiery confidence. Um, there, and yeah, I've, I mean, not that I had shoulder surgery, but my, I think. For many of us, initially me included, when I was initially diagnosed after the spinal fusion surgery, several years down the road, I was diagnosed with a digestive autoimmune condition and the diagnoses just like stuck. And I think there are a lot of people like that. Oh, I can't do this because I have this diagnosis. And I think we need to remind ourselves we are not that label Um, because when we label ourselves something, it creates constriction. And we have less confidence, and we have less confidence in ourself, in our body's ability to heal. Our body is a, absolutely a miracle. Yes, and I think so many of us forget that there are so many parts of healing that we don't even understand that doctors don't even understand. You know, according to the doctors that I was seeing, they're like, oh, you'll, you'll have to be on, you know, steroids and antibiotics pretty much for the rest of your lives in order to control the digestive issues. And I was like, that's not the answer that, i need. So i too took it upon myself to really clean up my nutrition, what i was eating, the stress management through breathing techniques and meditation. Like i pulled in all these things cuz i'm a student, as, as always. I pulled in all these different techniques to help calm my nervous system down, to be mindful when i'm eating, like to appreciate where my food comes from, and all of that was a part of my healing and i i no longer am on any Western medication. And so again, it comes from like, what do you really want? And and to really like check inward, we all have a different path to healing and we can learn from other people, but ultimately even the experts don't know what is the exact remedy for us. And just trusting in that inner knowing, I know it's not always easy, that I can attest to. Because we're, when we are constantly looking outside of ourselves, whether it's this expert, doctor, practitioner, whatever it is, we can get so caught up in our energy pushing out that that's when I need to like reel it in and be okay. How does this feel within myself? Does this feel in alignment with what my heart wants? And I know we talked about mindset. And I would have to say mindset works when it drops down into a heart set. And when it comes from your heart, this place of what the yogis call our self-love, compassion, um, even a little bit of drivenness, like, but we do it out of love as opposed to, you know, guilt or whatever it might be, then it doesn't just become a head game kind of thing. It becomes like a part of this is my heart's deepest desire. This is what I, you know, wish to bring into the world. And that's when change happens. That's when we see people doing just really cool, positive work in the world. Because it's this, like, heart-driven passion.
0: Yes. I want to I give an illustration an illustration of what you just said. Because what I tell people in the fitness world, you no, know, like, if people want to lose weight, and I, wa- I wonder if she's still on, because I actually had this conversation with her last week. It's like in the fitness world. I say you don't want to. You don't want to run away from the weight. You want to run towards being fit. You know, and, and at first, at first, she didn't really get it. She so was like, "What? It's like, I don't, I don't understand." It's like, if you're just concerned about losing weight, you're trying to run away from something. That's not a positive. I said, if you get the picture in your mind of how you how you want to look, how you want to feel, the things you want to be accomplishing. That's something you run towards, and that's how you stay on track. People fall off track because they're running away from something, and it's very easy to get sidetracked, you know? Because just think about it. If something's chasing you, chances are you're going to be in a state of fear, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? It's like you're not going to be in a a state of power, but when you're running towards something, you're in a state of power now. And it's yeah. easier to make sure you drink enough water and you get enough steps in and that you don't you don't skip your workouts or or if you skip one because you are human, just get right back on the very next day. But so like I try to try to get people into that mindset of running to instead of running away. And right. I think mean, that's this, pretty pretty much what, what you said. I just wanted right. to paint the picture.
1: Yeah, because it, it brings us back to life is for me. Life is always for me, even during the struggles and obstacles. We may not see it at the time, but instead of life happens to me, life happens for me. And I think I personally think things happen for a reason. And I know I have to be gentle with saying that because I don't want people to get the wrong idea If something really traumatic happened. I get it sometimes just crazy things happen. And on this earthly plane, we may not ever know why. We may not. And I have great compassion for people who have truly struggled. Uh, but I think our pain can be a part of our purpose in this world. And I mean, that's definitely true for me and many of the people that, that I've worked with. I'm, I'm going to p- piggyback since you've mentioned um, losing weight, um, especially in particular for for women. I look at our And I'm going to classify weight as a symptom. So whether it's back pain, whether it's headaches, I mean, whether it's anxiety, like pick the symptom and see if there is a message in that. So for one of the women that I worked with that also struggled with weight gain, she after she really sat with it and she's like, you know what, this weight protects me. This weight protects me because I feel like if I step out, of the small box i'm trying to put myself in you know i might be criticized i might be criticized by my own family and she's like and that would really hurt and she's like i think i'm hanging on to the weight because it's kind of it's kind of a safe place and i'm not saying that's true for every person with weight issues but like for me a part of my autoimmune digestive issues was i was the message was I was stomaching other people's emotions that were not mine to take on, were yes. not mine, and and so I would just, in a in an encouraging way, not to like beat ourselves up about it. See if whatever symptom, is sort of, trying to bring an awareness to ourselves of hey. I know you want to lose the weight, or I know you want to get rid of the pain, but here's maybe a layer deeper that also needs to be addressed along, along with that particular symptom. So that would be my encouragement to listeners: is you know, hold yourself with gentleness and kindness when going through any kind of change. Um, otherwise, it can just be too abrupt sometimes, and then that's where you get the yo-yo effect. Uh, and we're we're meant to just step step small steps you know to move forward as you mentioned move so, forward
0: <clears throat> so just today I wrote I wrote a short article for a uh, model with purpose magazine and I posted uh, I posted a clip of it on my my Facebook page where I I, I talk about being selfish now because like people think that being being selfish is such this negative thing but there's two different definitions like if you're using people for personal gain that's different that part of being selfish sucks but if you're practicing self-care self-love self-awareness self-confidence you, you'll have improved self-esteem and then you will be an overall better person you're going to be a better leader a better teacher a better mother a better husband you know a better parent like like there's just so many things sure. positive things that come when you prioritize yourself. And I work with probably 90% women in the gym, maybe even more than 90. And that's one of the biggest things I have, I have to instill in people is like, yes, you're a mom, but don't you want to be able to run with your kids? Don't you want to be able to run with the grandkids and keep up with them and not, you know, do 10, 10 jumping jacks and need to go take a nap. It's like, you know, don't you want to be able to go into Lowe's and carry that 50 pound bag of sand by yourself and just start. It's like when you prioritize yourself, you can do these things. And then when, when other people see you with that 50 pound bag of sand, they'll be like, wow, she's badass." <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? That's like I can, I can so I definitely,
1: yeah, uh, I can, I definitely identify. I'm, I'm a mom of, of two daughters and really during the height of my autoimmune issues is when my daughters were real, really young. And I did have that mentality. I'm like, oh, if I take time to take care of myself, that's considered selfish. But really, I was giving from an empty cup. I was so depleted. And I think that was another one of the reasons why I just became so depleted that my immune system just wasn't functioning the way that it needed to, because kids bring in germs and all those, Mm. you know, lovely things that they share. So my immune system just kept, you know, getting more depleted as time went on. And, and I'm going to say this to the, the mom's caretakers out there, there's also something to be said about learning how to receive. Because I think many women, and I'm not trying to be gender biased here, could be men too, um, are really good at giving, because we, we love to give, we love to help, it feels empowering. And we also need to reciprocate and learn how to receive yes. and know that it's okay to whether it's ask for help, or to take the time to exercise, eat really well, eat good whole food nutrition, you know, do the things that bring us just joy, so that we can authentically give from a full cup, as opposed to the resentment builds up, and we're so exhausted that body breaks down, we're just kind of snippy at everybody because we just have nothing left to give. Um, So my encouragement is how, like, how can you learn how to receive and know that that is just as important as giving?
0: You know, so just, like you had just said, you don't you don't want to just single out women because there could be some men too. Oh sure. It, you, you know you know why I work with ninety percent women because men are a pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> men are very very bad with receiving. It's, uh, it's the ego thing. We think we know it all. We don't uh, need help. We got this. It, it, really, there's such a pain. I remember I was I was coaching I was coaching. Uh, 10U uh, girls basketball several years ago and one of the boys coaches abruptly quit. So the rec, the rec center director asked me to coach the boys. I lasted one practice and I said, <laughs> put me back with the girls. I was like, no, <laughs> I was like, cause I can't boys. I, I can't shoot like that. This is how I dribble and just go through all these things. I'm like, this is a rec league. I'm supposed to be teaching you the basics. So even at that young age, <laughs> men just boys just don't receive well at all. I find women women are much better at applying. You know, mm. once they once they sift through all of the reasons why they can't do do something cuz I find that's a that's a struggle cuz you know women women are more programmed to look for challenges, you know, and so when you when you present the task, you know, they kind of want to look at all right, so how is this going to impact me first? But but then they'll go ahead and they'll apply it. And like, and I'm not generalizing, like, that's just what I, what I see with the people I work
1: with. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that many women I work with have such a teachable spirit and they, they really do want to learn and grow and evolve. And, you know, and if we're caretaking or parenting, we want to be that positive role model Mm -hmm. uh, to whether it's our actual children or like children or, older adults, if we're taking care of um, our parents or um, older people, like we, we want to present to the world, like, look, I don't have it all together. I'm not perfect, um, but I don't need to be fixed. Want to bring that in. Um, We're perfect just as we are. And we're always growing and molding into um, the next, the next version of who we're meant to become.
0: Yeah. And like it says up above us, so your true power lies in your story. Like what, one thing I try to hammer down in every show is that your story matters. Like it, does. it, it, it doesn't have to be this monstrous, this monstrous thing that that you overcame. I mean, yeah, I had knee surgery, but you know the the crowds that I have in, I have spoken to, the the amount of schools I've spoken in talking about just how I beat that diagnosis. You know, it's like on the surface, it has it's not about the knee surgery. People are this thousands of people getting their knee fixed right now. <laughs> but it's the fact that I was told something and I defied it. Right. And it's not even the fact that I defied it, it's the how. You know, so when I really get deep into the story, that's the part that other people can relate with. Can, and and it doesn't, it doesn't even have to be anything related. It could be someone Someone going through a divorce, you know, Mm -hmm. so it's like as I was as I was healing from my knee, I I had to take daily steps to get better. If you're going through a divorce, you got to take daily steps to get better. You know, so so when people thinking that, oh, no one's going to care about my story, say, no, when you actually break down whatever it is that you've gone through in your life, you're going to find as many, many teachable moments out there that people need to hear.
1: Oh, definitely. There are definitely common themes of, you know, resiliency, strength, strength of character, um, empowerment. And we all need to hear those stories to reinforce it within ourselves. Um, Otherwise, we get caught up in kind of like we mentioned before the show, the doom and gloom that's being presented to (laughs) us. And it's just I think a matter of me, I'm very mindful of the information, whether that's podcasts, books, other people that I, not that we can avoid at all, but when I do have a choice to really align with the, with the vibration that I want to live in this world. Um, and I mean, we got to realize it's however many days, months, years we get on this planet, you know, it's, it's precious. Um, if that's the one thing that I I think the pandemic has taught me is that we, we are not all guaranteed a long life. Yes. I, I, we, we just don't know. And so when we can live from that mentality, like, all right, let's make today amazing the best that I can in the time that I have right now and choosing things for myself and also giving to others in a balanced way.
0: Love it. So one of my one of my personal training clients, she comes in last week and she looked like she had been she had been crying. Mm. And she's she's like, can she's like, can we not do today's session? Cause like like I said earlier, I'm a a self-taught life coach. So like I tell I tell people, if you guys ever need to talk, reach out. So this moment she wanted to talk. So we come in the office, like, again I don't want to air all of her laundry, but just one part she had mentioned that her sister isn't doing well health wise. And, and like she was just really, really beating herself up about it. So going back to how how our stories matter, right? So like in I lost my dad in 2019, just before the world went to hell a few months later. You know, he he died in November of 2019. So I was just sharing her, sharing with her my mindset. Because like my dad always said he never wanted to be an old man. You know, so he was 79 when he passed. So he, he wasn't young young but he wasn't old old. You know and so like he he actually went at a good time because had he survived he would have lived into 2020 he would have been alone you know and and so I would just just piece in that story together for her and I said you know how old is, is your is your sister and she she did she tell them like how many times has she made you smile
1: mm-hmm. and you know we
0: just start, started going going down the list And like you said yourself she's not doing well so if you want her to survive, she's going to suffer. <laughs> you know, like and it's 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 a tough conversation to, to have. But but again, sure. I was going back with my dad. Like, if he pulls through this, he's going to be miserable. You know, like and and like I don't want that for him. I'm sure he doesn't want that for for himself. So, like, as tough as it is to have these conversations, like I said to you earlier, I tell people what they need to hear. You know, yeah. so, so I try, because you said the word gratitude earlier. So I'm just trying to help her see it from what you've had with her. And if she's suffering this badly that you guys are putting her into assisted living, like, what, what quality of life is that for her? Mm. You know? So like I said, it's a tough conversation to have, but but that goes hand in hand with storytelling. Like, it's, sure. you know, so like, but me being able to share that part with my dad, Helped her to see that there there is another part to this story that it's not just all about me and my physical loss. You know, I'm not saying her sister should should pass, but should she pass, she's she's not going to be suffering anymore. Like the longer she lives, she's suffering every single day.
1: Yeah, and it's so important to have people like she had you to talk to. Yes. Um, I think so many people just isolate themselves and get wrapped up in their own story of fear. And, and that's that can be so dark. And so it's so good that she had you to talk to and you could share about your dad and, and that experience. And I think that's how we heal. Yes. Um, that's how we heal ultimately. So I would definitely encourage your listeners to reach out to the people that you trust. Um, that can be, you know of a healing source to you because uh, challenges do come, whether they're with ourselves or other people, and we take it on as, you know, as our own, Uh, but there's, there's just so much love and grace. And, and I would hope that, you know, people would just reach out when, you know, when those times seem overwhelming, and they're not sure what to do.
0: And then that also leads to appreciation, like Mm. at the, at the end of the conversation, because obviously, when we first started, you know, she was in shambles. But then by the time we finished, you know, she was laughing, you know, we like you, you can just see her, her whole spirit shift, you yeah. know, from, from having that conversation. And it was a tough conversation. And some people are afraid to have those tough conversations, but right. it's like, in order for me to help her have, see that breakthrough that, okay, these things are happening, you know, um, let me back up really quick going back to what we were saying about healing because at mm-hmm. the same time her, um, she and her daughter got into a car accident I think it was two or three weeks ago and I guess her daughter had some ligament damage in her ankle and they're telling her that she's not going to walk again and, mm-hmm. and, I, and, and again and that's where I went back to the story with my knee I said no 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 I was like they don't get to decide that I said they don't like their job is to put it back together Like, so whenever she has surgery, once you have that surgery, healing is on her. I said, so if you guys keep drilling it into her head that she's not going to walk, she's not going to walk. (laughs) I said, said, so even if there's a 5% chance, there is a chance.
1: Right. I think for some individuals, they are honestly afraid of understanding how powerful they really are. Yes. Like we, we are meant to be powerful co-creators and that can be kind of a scary thing to own up to. <laughs> I, I mean, there are times I'm like, oh. Um, and I don't mean powerful in, in like an aggressive negative way, but I'm just like more like an expansive like way. Yes. You know, the power to choose is, mm-hmm. is huge. And so often I think many people come from this victim mentality or, well, this is what so-and-so said, so it must be true for me. I'm like, well, we, like we mentioned, we can create our own truth. We have our own choices that we get to make. Yep. Um, and life happens for us. And once that momentum starts going, I mean, there's, there's just so much potential.
0: Yes. And uh, let me share one, one other quick thing. So a friend of mine, he's, he's young. At the time, I think he was 52. And he had his second heart attack. So when my father was still sick, he was at a local hospital here in Rhode Island. And so I was, I'm talking to him on the phone, and he's like, no, he needs to get out of there. He like he needs to, to get to a place that specializes in, car- in cardiac, because they would keep sending him home, and then we'd end up bringing him back to the hospital. And we, they, they sent him to a nursing home f- for a bit, sent him back home, so I went back to the hospital. And so I had called my mom, and I was like, the next time that doctor comes in, call me. And of course, I was in the middle of teaching class at at the gym when she calls me, but the doctor came in and he's telling me what he's telling me. And I'm like, don't take offense to this, but if you've reached the scope of your experience, say so, and then let's get him to some place that specializes in cardio, in cardiac. And so like he paused for a second and then he was like, you know what, you're right. And so they transferred him to Hartford hospital in Connecticut. And you know, he got, he got several, several more months of life out of it. But like, he was, he was just deteriorating fast mm. at this hospital here. And again, cause we're not doctors, but it's like, but my friend was like, no, like you have, you have the power to send him wherever you want to. <laughs> I was like, you need to take him to a place that specializes in cardiac. And so he goes there, and within twenty four hours, he was like a totally different person. Like they switched up his meds; he had like some some tubes in in his arm. They took the tubes out, and he he was like a totally different person, you know. But just from questioning, you know, like that was the point of of all of that. It's like just because somebody says something, that's not the end all be all,
1: right? Right, so true. Yeah, no, that's a really powerful story. Thank you for sharing.
0: My pleasure. Um, holy crap, look at the time. <laughs> right? We're just shouting yeah. up a storm here. That's how you know these things are going well. <laughs> <When> you <did, laughs> you, you look down like whoa. <laughs> all right. So uh, so give us some final words. Let people know where, where they can find you and all that good stuff.
1: Mm, I think my final word is just for people to know that you do not need to be fixed and there's nothing wrong with you. You are perfect just as you are, even if Maybe life seems like it's in in shambles right now, but just know that there are people you can reach out to. And um, if people would like to connect with me, again, my name is Brenda Carey. I'm the owner of Sacred Path Healing, and I'm a holistic lifestyle coach and an energy healer. So I use various modalities of yoga, meditation, energy healing, Reiki, Ayurveda, which is a whole body healing system to to bring people vibrant health on all levels, body, mind, and spirit. Check out my website. It's uh, sacredpathyogaandreiki.com. And there's a free video series if they want to check that out and know what I'm about a little bit.
0: Love it. And I have that link in the description. So people can go, awesome. go there and just uh click on the link. I'm going to connect you with uh Dr. Amy Novotny. I'm going I'm to connect you with a bunch of my other podcast friends, too. But it's like like when you were talking earlier, you said something because she was on three or four shows ago. But you said something almost word for word for what oh. she said. And so, huh, yeah, I think you two would have a really good I would uh, take that really as a message. Oh, Definitely yeah.
1: we take that when you hear the you know the sim- same message from different people or sources, like yes. that's always like a light bulb.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, I was like, oh, she's speaking uh, Dr. Amy's language. Awesome. <laughs> so yeah, we'll get you guys to connect up. So don't sign out because um I want to talk talk to you off air for a bit. But thank you very very much for, for joining. It was a great conversation. I told you, the time flew by. Like I didn't think we've been talking for almost an hour. <laughs> I
1: know, right? <laughs> thank <laughs> you,
0: Robert. <laughs> All right. And um, like I said, so I'll see you in a minute backstage.
1: Sounds good. All right, bye.
0: All right. So that was Brenda if you're tuning in and late. Um, I know a couple of you left comments. For some reason it, it didn't pop up on the on the screen. So um that's why I didn't acknowledge it. So I'm sorry. And I also didn't mention, especially of us here in these cold weather states, if you want to support the show, we have hoodies. Got the Shut Up and Grind hoodie over here in white. And then I have a black one here that said it never gets easier. You get stronger. You can find those at ShutUpAndGrindItGear.com. Okay, that's ShutUpAndGrindGear.com. I will be back on Thursday with another guest. And just remember... There's nothing wrong with you. Shut up and grind. Get her done. Have a good day. You've been listening to Shut Up and Grind.